From Sex and the City to Friends to When Harry Met Sally, New York City has been the backdrop for some of the most memorable and influential television shows and movies in history. Hi, I'm George Bodarchy, and this is Cityscape. My first guest today is Georgette Blau. She's the founder of On Location Tours, one of the world's largest TV and movie tour companies. Blau launched the idea for her company after realizing she lived near the deluxe high-rise apartment building of one of television's classic couples, George and Louise Jefferson. You were only 24 years old when you started this company. 24. Yes, and I'm only 25 now. Uh (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) But uh, yes, it was just a couple of years um, out of college when I started the company. What inspired you to start this company? Um, I was actually, I had just moved to the Upper East Side, um, and I noticed that I lived near George and Wheezy from the Jeffersons, although they had already moved out of uh, the area. But I noticed that the Jeffersons building was in my neighborhood, as well as a number of other TV and movie locations. And there was not another tour um, that covered these things. And I thought, well, if I love escaping like this. Other people must, too. So how did you grow it from there? Uh, well, I actually started the company um, in the first year or so was in a van. Um, and then ironically, uh, 9-11, which really set us back, also set the bus companies back, but it allowed us to start chartering coach buses. So uh, we really grew um, after 9-11 by chartering coach buses at a lower rate. And uh, we also, at the time, there was um, you know a ton of press. Um, this is like the beginning of the online world, so we were doing some Google AdWords at the time, working with a lot of concierges at hotels and doing a lot of um, brochures and print advertising. It wasn't just any van that you started in, though. It was a van that looked like the mystery machine from Scooby-Doo, right? Yes, yes. Uh, And I have to tell you, I was very sad to sell that van uh, when I eventually did. But yeah, I loved loved Scooby-Doo when I was younger, so I did have it painted like the Scooby-Doo mystery machine. So what sites were on that initial tour? It was actually uh, just a TV tour originally. So we had NYPD Blue, Law & Order, uh, The Jeffersons, uh, The Cosby Show, Friends. Um, The Friends is probably the only location that's still on our tour now. And now we have our TV and movie tour. And, of course, filming in New York has exploded. So there are so many more locations now. Thank goodness for reruns, right? No, yes. Absolutely. And all those channels now that rerun, like one of my favorites, uh, Antenna TV that has those late night reruns. Had you been a TV and film buff prior to this? Well, I was actually always a a classic TV fan, Um, you know, especially things like All in the Family, 70s and 80s TV. So, um, you know, the game show uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I was always the one who was called for classic TV (laughs) trivia. Never called, just joking. But that was me. And, um, you know, then I really, after I started the tours, really started loving um, other newer TV shows and, and movies. I understand your mom wasn't so supportive of this endeavor. Yes, my mother, um, she's she's really funny. She's actually originally Hungarian, um, so she's really funny. She always said to me, oh, you, you're always watching TV. And I was like, I'm, I'm studying. I, this is really, you know, this is work for me. And she, she never wanted me to take risks and start my own company. She always thought I should work for somebody else. You were an English major in college? Yes, yes. I was an English major. And the funny thing is, I went to Skidmore and I noticed all the other English majors after a number of years seemed to end up in business. So it was, you know, kind of ironic. But um, but I would say, you know, I used a lot of it in my writing of the tour scripts. What was the tour that really put you on the map, would you say? I would actually say it was probably Sex and the City. And um, for a very funny reason, I started Sopranos six months prior to Sex and the City. But with Sex and the City, I think um, a lot of the media put 
as almost like one of the girls that was only a few years younger than them. And, well, you're a girl, a single girl living in New York. And I'm thinking to myself, no, that's not why I started this tour. It's because of wonderful locations and, and all of that. But um, I think that's why it you know put us on the map and also because um, of the popularity of the show Sex and the City. Do you still have a Sex and the City tour? Yes. In fact, that tour still runs daily, sometimes a couple times a day. And every bus is about 50 women and two angry men. That's pretty much the breakdown. How many tours are you offering now? Uh, We currently have 10 TV and movie tours in New York and Boston, uh, and nine of them are actually in New York. So we also have, uh, still have the Sopranos tour. We, in fact, just added extra tour times for the Sopranos. It's really actually gained in popularity over the years, and now that it's almost 20 years old, we have a Holiday Lights and Movie Sites tour. We have the Gossip Girl tour. Um, We still have our NYC TV and movie tour and a number of other tours. Does the Sopranos tour take you into New Jersey as well? Yes. In fact, that's the entire tour is um, New Jersey. So we start right on this side of the Lincoln Tunnel, go through, and we end up on the um, New Jersey side. And then there's uh, over 40 locations um, on the New Jersey side. You mentioned that you're now offering tours in Boston, too. When did you expand? Yeah, we actually a couple of years ago acquired the company Boston Movie Tours, and we operate the Boston Movie Mile, which is a walking tour there. It's a really wonderful, um, wonderful neighborhoods. And uh, for private tours, we offer the Boston TV and Movie Tour. At what point do you decide, okay, this show is big enough, we should start a tour for it specifically? Yeah, it's so interesting. We have this whole formula that includes... Um, are the inter- locations interesting enough? Are they in clusters or close enough? You know, we really want to make sure the tours are very interactive. Um, a very interesting example is Law & Order, which, you know, of course, one of the pieces of that formula is making sure that a show or um, movie is popular enough. And usually it's about a TV show. But Law & Order, the locations are, there are hundreds of them, but there aren't, aren't really as iconic. So that's always been an issue for us deciding if we should start a Law & Order tour. And then there are other ones like Gossip Girl. We, we saw, wow, they have things like Dylan's Candy Bar. That's the largest candy store in the world. Um, the beautiful buildings on the Upper East Side and a number of other spots. And, of course, that show is also gaining in, gaining in popularity. What would you say is your most popular tour right now? Um, I would say probably our signature um, NYC TV and movie tour, um, mainly because we sell it to uh, hundreds of student groups a year. Um, it's a really popular student group. We also have... Um, some, uh, you know, other variety of people on it, like we'll get au pair groups or sometimes we'll get um, senior centers taking that tour. Or we also offer a TCM classic film tour um, in partnership with TCM. So sometimes the senior centers will take that tour. What would you say are among the most popular places to visit on those tours? I would definitely say the Friends Building. It's amazing. I mean, the show's been off the air for about 20 years now. And yet, uh, you know, that continues to be such a popular location. And people just love that show. In fact, speaking of reruns, it just reruns over and over. So I would definitely say that's probably our most popular location. In fact, on our TV and movie tour, we have five locations from that show. We also on our tours really try to show New York in the light of, um, you know, for example, on our Sex and the City tour, um, we'll stop at a bar, we'll, you know, stop um, at food establishments. So places that just uh, that speak to New York. Who are your tour guides? 
Our tour guides are actually all local actors and actresses. Um, we are famous in New York for um, being extremely picky with our tour guides. Uh, they, first of all, have to have film experience so that they know what it's like to be on a set. And we will interview at least 30 uh, actor, local actors to find one perfect guide on average. Um, but we also, before we bring in that, those 30, we are um, looking through about 120 acting resumes. So what is it you're looking for specifically in a tour guide? What makes for a good tour guide? Yeah, definitely very likable. They're very personable. They're enthusiastic, great at mingling with the crowd. And it's a number of different features that we're looking for. Also, if it's, for example, on um, the Sex and the City tour, um, it's mostly a female actress who's, um, you know, who's, of course, you know, big fan of the show um, and, you know, great leader, you're also bringing around um, upwards of 50 to 54 people. So you really have to be a great leader. So have any of the women from Sex and the City come on the tour, Sarah Jessica Parker, for instance? Actually, they all know about the tour. And uh, in fact, Cynthia Nixon a few years ago was interviewed and said, um, wow, there's a tour. We finally arrived. That was her. That was her comment. So um, and of course, Sarah Jessica Parker lives in the West Village. So we'll often run into her on tours. Do you draw a lot of foreign tourists to your tours? Yeah, in fact, we actually have one of the highest level of um, foreign tourists on our tours just because of the little, the small and big screen, you know, being seen around the world and global distribution of these TV shows and movies is incredible. Um, however, that percentage has down, gone down in the last couple of years slightly because of the strong dollar. So that's been challenging. But generally, we're about 50 percent foreign, 50 percent domestic. Do you notice that certain stops are more popular among foreign tourists compared to American oh, tourists? Uh, you know, that's interesting. I think, I mean, going back to... Um, Dylan's Candy Bar, I think that's a popular one, you know, a candy store that you just don't really see overseas. Also, for example, the um, the bar in the Sex and the City tour uh, downtown, you know, it's a very unique looking bar um, that you just would see overseas as well. So I think they do get more excited at certain stops. And also the uh, TV shows and movies have different titles often. So, and, you know, so you kind of have to say it, say it in a different language. What would you say were among the biggest challenges for you in developing this company? I think one of the biggest challenges overall was that I didn't have a business background. Um, I, in fact, just on Friday, um, just had my last class with the Goldman Sachs Small Business Program that I was accepted into a few months ago, um, which is a great business training after all these years. I came from being an English major. I didn't have that business background, so I kind of lo- learned it along the way, which definitely held me back. Uh, and I would say things like, um, you know, just budgeting um, large costs like buses and things like that. Um, you know, I, I did it without any investment, so I had to grow from um, kind of nothing and be very careful with the money. How would you say you did that? I mean, how did you learn along the way? That's a lot to learn along the way. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, I would just say that, the uh, first of all, the business just developed a lot slower than I would have liked to, or if I started another company now, I'll definitely develop faster. You know, with the buses, I remember learning QuickBooks to keep track of, like, my the tour operator money coming in and the uh, the bus money going out and the tour guides paying the tour guides. Um, and slowly I added on, for example, I um, brought on paychecks after a couple of years to use them for payroll services and kind of found my resources along the way. But it was definitely a slow progress, and I'm still learning. How hard is it to simply navigate a city like New York with a tour company, getting people around this very congested city? 
what? Congested? <laughs> that should be a, a TV show in itself. Uh, we actually, over the years, also learned, first of all, Never own buses if you're a tour company. I think there's such a uh, vast difference between having a tour company and having a bus company. So we charter buses. I mean, I know everything there is to know about buses, but I don't own them. Um, We charter them. So we rely on the bus companies somewhat to help us with the navigation. But we're also following all of the DOT. In fact, with the Christmas season coming up. We have everything from every, um, you know, we know all the blockages in the city. Um, And, you know, after 19 years, we kind of know what to expect. But the tour guides are also really trained to have um, pages and pages of background information. They're trained to know what to do in traffic. So there's never a dull moment. Um, And with parades and protests, things like that, um, we'll look those up once a week or as they come up and notify all the tour guides. And so there are a number of different ways we have to deal with that. And also there's always the idea of the driver circling around at stops because, you know, it's New York City. So when you came on the scene, you were the first company to do this in New York City, the only Mm -hmm. company to do this. How much has that changed over the years? Is there a lot of competition? Yeah, actually, no. Competition, little places have come and gone. But I think the reason to this day why there's not any major competition, anything really, is that the um, amount of work that goes into what I call the future tours, not the history tours, is that we're constantly doing uh, research on uh, what's filming right now in New York. And that's just, you know, we have to change our tours all the time and we have to train the tour guide. So it's just, it's a lot of extra work beyond a normal, typical New York City tour. What is bubbling up right now? Oh my gosh. Uh, There are, I'm trying to think what's filming that uh, you got me there. Well, I do know that there's, um, we are considering a Law & Order tour after all these years. Also, uh, there are a lot of uh, This Is Us locations, so we're considering doing a This Is Us tour in L.A. Um, So we're kind of looking at a few different options right now. What are among your favorite stops, the TV show and the film stops on your tours? Yeah, I have to say, overall, my favorite tour is the TCM Classic Film Tour because it is classic New York. It's what New York was 40 to 70 years ago. And I would say probably also on our NYC TV movie tour, the Friends Building is one of my favorite stops, and only because the neighborhood is incredible. It's this little tiny West Village neighborhood, so it's it's very quaint. A lot has been filmed in Central Park over the years, no yeah. question about that. Do you spend time in Central Park? Yes, in fact... Uh, our only walking tour is the Central Park TV and movie tour, and uh, Central Park is the most filmed place in New York. It's uh, I always call it New York's most famous backdrop. In fact, they've faked for so many other countries in Central Park, and in fact, other countries are constantly filming there things that we're you know we're not even aware of in New York. It's incredible how many iconic moments there have been on film and on TV in New York City. I think of when Harry met Sally. There are so so many. Yes. In fact, I always think when Harry Met Sally always comes to mind with Central Park and the beautiful the uh, beautiful fall leaves. Uh, going back to Sex and the City, there's a great story where, quote unquote, Carrie and Big fall into the lake in, um, in Central Park. I guess it's the Boathouse Lake. And there's a great story about how they did in one take. They fell onto a mattress uh, to break the fall. And I can't imagine for what other reasons. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just all these great behind the scenes stories for all these movies. Do you encounter a lot of celebrity sightings on your tours here in New York? There are a lot of celebrities hanging around, walking about. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love about New York. I think it's different from L.A. where um, celebrities feel like they can 
be just like other citizens walking around New York. And we do often see, and it's really funny, uh, on the different tours, people will see, for example, I mentioned Sarah Jessica Parker before in the West Village, um, and they'll go, oh, my God, it's 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 Carrie, it's Carrie. Or we saw uh, Trey from Sex and the City a few years back, um, and, you know, people were yelling at him about how he treated Charlotte um, in the show. I was like, well, that's, that's a character, but... Now, you actually founded an organization to represent folks working in the film tourism industry, correct? Yes, yes. Um, In fact, when we started, uh, we were the third company in the world. There are now over 100 companies. And um, I started an organization called Adam, which is the Association of TV and Movie Tours. And we do outreach every couple months to the 100-plus companies in the world. And, in fact, in March, we're having our second-ever Adam Conference. When I say conference, there's probably going to be about 10 or 12 companies there. But it's it's growing, and it's really, this on one hand, a niche industry. On the other hand, it's probably the fastest-growing sect of the tourism industry. What are some of the things that you discuss at a conference like that? Yeah. Um, it's funny because we go in expecting we're going to discuss things like, well, you know, customer expectations for a, a TV or movie tour or things along those lines. And yet we leave just discussing what any normal tourism conference would probably discuss. But it's big business. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're constantly um, having companies reach out to us and even like city sectors asking us like, uh, you know, how um, TV movie tourism, you know, affects the numbers of growth. You know, often people will come into a place just because they've seen it on the screen. Do you take these tours when you go to other cities? Do you take these tours in L.A., for instance? Oh, it's funny. In fact, I took the Hawaii movie tour on my honeymoon, but I felt like it was work. I was like, I'm working on my honeymoon, but it was it was really beautiful areas. Um, ironically, L.A. doesn't really have a movie tour because it's just so spread out and it's nothing. It's mainly sound Inside, stage. I guess. Oh, sound yeah. stage. Yeah, I was going to say. That's ironic. But I remember a few years ago when we tried to start, it was just, it was so spread out. And then you kind of, you get to places like the Melrose, Melrose Place door, which is a tiny little door. So, you know, not what people expect. So it's really on, on the sound stages, which I think is globally changing. You know, people are really starting to film inside location, inside actual locations or use the streets more. I understand that you have dabbled in stand-up comedy. Yes. Yes, I am sitting down right now, but I do stand up comedy. You still do. Yes, yes, yes. Not as often, but um, it's often about my mother. So it's it's been great. I've done Gotham Comedy Club, Broadway Comedy Club, and a couple of other places. So what is it about your mom that you find funny that you want to share with other people? It's not only her her stories, but the way she says it. Uh, I'm trying to think of something, but she's really. I call her. Um, I hope I can say this on the radio. Kami Mommy. <laughs> That's my name for her. And she just says all around very funny stories. What does she think of you now when she was skeptical about what yeah. you were doing back then? Well, I remember a few months after I started, we had a group of, I specifically remember as 49 people. And my father was always my biggest cheerleader. My mother, finally that day, she saw 49 people boarding the bus. And she said, oh, OK, you, I think you can make money with this. <laughs> I am proud of how we really uh, help, in our own little way, help New York City or help the cities that we're in because we're stopping at different locations. And, you know, often people have to hire extra people when we're stopping because we're actually going into a lot of these places. Yeah, you're helping the tourism industry. You're helping the tourism trade yourself here and the local shops. People are eating while they're doing what they're doing. Yes, definitely. So, and yeah, people are loving it. So, Georgette, what is your website for people who want to go and learn more? 
It's onlocationtours.com. Georgette, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Georgette Blau is the founder of On Location Tours. And with me now in the studio is one of her guides, Jason Silverman. Jason loves classic films, books, and all things superhero-related, which is why it may come as no surprise that Jason leads a tour of superhero hotspots in the Big Apple. Jason, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Happy to be here. So first and foremost, why is New York City such a great backdrop for superhero stories? Well, this is also where the comic book industry started, it naturally is a perfect place to start a tour because it's not only, again, where the creators are creating, but that they're populating these characters in either, in the case of Marvel, New York City itself, or in the case of DC, cities that are basically New York that are thinly disguised as Metropolis or Gotham or Central City or some of the other you know, cities in the DC world. And that New York in there, and that's part of the fun of the tour of going okay, this was used in the comics, but also this is where they created Batman. This is where they created Spider-Man. This is where they created Superman. And so it kind of works in multiple ways. So where are those headquarters, DC, Marvel, and New York City? So now none of them are really based in New York. They still have some publishing hubs in New York, but a lot of them, they've all gone West Coast. Marvel famously had a a whole floor of the Empire State Building, or most of a floor. Uh, And then DC had a couple of offices peppered throughout, but sadly, has moved West Coast primarily. But those early creators of Mm -hmm. some of our most popular superheroes came from here in New York City. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it, I mean, Jack Kirby grew up in the Lower East Side, and Jack Kirby, you know, of course, famously started at Marvel, then moved to D.C. a little bit. And, you know, without people like him, it's part of the New York DNA of having these creators there. What inspires you most about superheroes? That's a great question. When you think about someone like Peter Parker whose nervous kid doesn't necessarily fit in and through these powers discovers confidence, uh, discovers what his mind and his body can do, that I think that's really inspiring. And it makes me think of, we're very fortunate on the tour, to get kids of all different kinds of ages and adults too, but we get a lot of kids uh, sometimes with disabilities, either physical disabilities or emotional disabilities or behavioral And we had a girl who was in a wheelchair and talking to her before the tour, she was so excited. And I said, okay, you know, naturally, where are you visiting from? Who's your favorite superhero? She was visiting from London. And my favorite superhero is uh, Charles Xavier from the X-Men. And I go, okay, great. Why? She goes, well, because he's also in a wheelchair like me, but he's the smartest, most powerful person in the room. And I go that's amazing. And that's why I think representation matters, not only in comics, but in media in general, because you go, I think so much of our culture is excluding people who are not quote-unquote normal. But in the case of this tour, we go, oh, great, you can take something that in a lot of communities is still considered nerdy, even though it's you know the most popular thing going right now, taking something nerdy and then going, great, we're going to all nerd out together for the next three hours, and it's going to be great, and you're going to be people who are just like you, and you're going to get a great tour of the city while you're doing it. Where does the tour start? So we start at Midtown Comics, uh, so right in the heart of Times Square. Midtown Comics is one of our sponsors on the tour. We love having them. And we walk to Times Square, as you can imagine, there are so many properties that have used Times Square as a location, and then we pick up the bus nearby, and then we show on our bus, we have TV screens that show you clips from all of the movies, TV shows, and comics in the locations that they were shot in. So it's very accessible to comic book fans who know everything 
or if you're getting dragged onto the tour or may not be as interested, you're not being excluded because you're everyone's getting the exact same context, so everybody feels a part of the experience. No question. Do you take people to the New York Daily News building? Oh, yes, we do. Because that was featured in the Superman first Superman, 1 and right? Superman 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an amazing – we were doing research on uh, for developing the tour. It was one of those locations where you go, wait a second, the Daily News is right down 42nd Street. Oh, it's also a public landmark, so that means it's open, free, don't need any permits, don't need 24-7. And we can go in, and it looks identical to how it looked in the movie. It's like you're stepping back in time, and it's just beautiful. It always it, – it never gets old. And I think seeing people's reaction as they go through the revolving doors, just like Christopher Reeve did in Superman, it's cool. Whether you've seen the movie a hundred times or if you've never seen it before, because it's just slightly off the beaten path, but easily accessible. I would imagine that many New York City landmarks are part of your tour. Yes. So it's a great tour. You know, if you want a great overall view of the city... Empire State Building, Wall Street, the Flatiron Building, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, just to name a few of those. Don't want to spoil the whole thing. You're seeing it in a specific context. You can easily take a double-decker tour. Easily take that, see everything in a nice, convenient way. But you'll get a sentence here, a sentence there. Putting in that superhero context means that you're seeing the city in a very unique lens. You're able to retain more, and that I find really interesting about the tour is that this tour is a living document and we get people on the tour all the time going oh wasn't like wasn't the flash like some issue he came to new york it wasn't that featured here and you go well i don't know i don't know offhand but let me know which one and then i'll research it if it's accurate add it to the tour and that because there's so much filming in the city all the time the tour also is constantly getting updated so it's not a tour that is, you know, we created it and that's the way it is. So it's like you can take the tour now, take the tour a year from now, Marvel, more Marvel from Daredevil, Black Panther, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, everything kind of using New York City, including DC at the Gotham's final season is shooting right now. And so that the tour may change its route, it may change the clips, it may change the locations, so that it stays fresh not only for me as a guide, but for the customers so that it's a really unique experience. Speaking of Daredevil, didn't he live in Hell's Kitchen? Yes. They shoot very, very rarely in Hell's Kitchen. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They'll do they shoot primarily in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, and then they'll slap on uh fake signs to make it seem like it's Hell's Kitchen. But if you've been to Hell's Kitchen today it looks nothing like the Hell's Kitchen of Daredevil, either in the comics or in the show. Does the tour take us to the outer boroughs? No, it does not. Uh, Manhattan is enough as it is. Uh, so we start on 42nd Street and it goes all the way downtown to Battery Park. Uh, you could do a whole other three-hour super tour of just 42nd Street and North. Uh, and then you could totally do another super tour of Queens and of Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there are a lot of options on where to go. What would you say is the most dramatic scene that played out on the streets of New York City that you bring people to in the tour? First impulse is Wall Street and the New York Stock Exchange where Batman fought Bane in the finale of The Dark Knight Rises because it's using in part of town that people think is it's obviously very business-oriented and very busy, but you go, you're watching on screen, you go, how did they clear these streets during the day and have hundreds and hundreds of extras 
running and fighting one another. How did that happen? And it's a great story that I tell on the tour of just how they made it happen, why they made it happen, and what the area is like normally, because Wall Street's a fascinating area. With so much superhero action on the screen, with so much superhero action in the comics, how did you go about putting this tour together? A lot of work, a lot of time. The So On Location Tours had been wanting to develop a superhero tour for a while, but it was just it's a massive undertaking to kind of organize everything. So the first step is just, it's watching everything. Watching everything and from reading a lot of comics over the years, just making a list of everything imaginable. Nothing's off the table. But at some point you go, okay, well, we can't do a nine and a half hour tour, even though that'd be fantastic. Uh, So we have to make it a digestible experience and make it a way so that we want people to help take some of the other tours so we don't want to cover the exact same locations. But give it away so that you get to see some of the best sites in New York in the specific context and going, okay, what's a great route that we can get done in three hours and I have people walking at the end going, too much. And that's a very, very thin line you have to walk because a couple we, we do a lot of trials uh, to just hear how it sounds not only coming out of my mouth but out of other guides mouths so that okay what is good information and when does it finally hit the overload point and that what's also the things that people just want to talk about that i like to encourage on this tour especially as much conversation as possible part of the fun of comic books is theorizing about what's going to happen next jason thanks so much thanks for having me Jason Silverman leads the Super Tour of NYC for On Location Tours. More info at onlocationtours.com. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Bodarki. My thanks to producer Caroline Rotante, and thank you so much for listening.